Welcome to the Whistle Mission Outdoors Podcast. I am Jim. I'm Pat. And we are a podcast dedicated to the outdoors for the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. If your state borders Lake Michigan, this podcast is for you. We cover anything outdoors, especially hunting, fishing, mountain biking, conservation, any issues you got concerning the outdoors. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome and enjoy the show. Oh, that was a good one. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, oh that's a turkey. That's These are the noises turkey. coming out of my butt. No, I'm kidding. Um, just got a new sleigh call today. And it's about turkey season, man. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. I really like the sound of that. Yeah, I really, you know, really like the sound of that. It's like if you only practice mouth calls, sometimes you start doing the wrong thing and you don't even really notice it. So you got to get something like this to kind of set you back in track so you're not always like dialing up YouTube. That's cool. Yeah, I really like it. I really, That's really cool. Like it. Oh, dogs are barking already. And you don't need an expensive one either, you know? But yeah, turkey season's coming up. Man, going to be hitting us pretty soon here. You know, I forgot to tell a story last week. Can I tell it real quick? Go for it. I was thinking about it, and you were part of it. That's why That's why I thought I, I, I meant to tell it. Two of our listeners as well. And that is, uh, so I got pulled over for a speeding ticket. Or for speeding. And uh, I think, I'm, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, I got pulled over first. So I texted a buddy who called a buddy and I got a warning. All right. But that got me thinking. And the last time I was pulled over was December of 2006. Was the last <laughs> time I was pulled over. Do you remember this? I was with you. Yeah, you were with me. Josh and Bud were with me. We were in that old Jeep. It was snowy. We were cruising around. And those, uh, those worst cops who were very bored all the time, they, uh, they pulled us over saying we were doing donuts in somebody's front yard. Remember, I was out on the hood of the car. The cops were searching everything. I had a pool, I had, I had a pool, well, a pool cue in my hand. And oh, yeah, there like, was a pool hall days. Is that a weapon? A weapon for what? Yeah, right. A we, weapon for knocking these balls in the hole. Like Four kids driving around on a snowy night in a Jeep. We're just cruising being idiots. You know? Oh, and then we got home, and Dad was all mad. and just, oh. oh, yeah, but I mean, I was thinking... So I went, how many years would that be? 14, 16 years. 16 years. No, let's say 15 because you said December, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so let's say 15 and some change. Still, that was the last time I was pulled over and I got off it. A guy threw the ticket at me and uh, or the warning, the slip at me and says, all right, just slow down, bud. And uh, I really appreciated it because I was, I was cooking. I was definitely cooking. But if you do remember, we did go around the back of the Terra Center and we all thought that we were getting screwed because of that. Remember? I don't. Yeah, I remember we were also doing donuts in the uh, whatchamacallit parking lot, the boat launch parking lot. Oh, everybody does donuts in the parking lot. I'm pretty sure the cops go back there and do donuts in the parking lot. But they lot. had me on the hood of the car. Their hand was in my pocket. They grabbed my wallet, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? And then after all in all, after about, what was that, 45 to an hour, uh, I, I got. We had five dudes in the car, too. Four. We had four. It was me, you, Josh, and Bud. And, uh, but at at the end of all that, I got a ticket for my license plate light being out. Remember that? Yeah. Because they had nothing the, on you. They had nothing. They went through the car. They couldn't find drugs. They figured out oh, four kids and you know, and that side of Worth. We're gonna we're gonna find something. Remember remember Bill? Not not Bushlight Billy. But yeah. The other Bill came and he's like, Hey, there's this other thing going on down the street. And remember that? He always was getting pulled over too. The cops yeah. knew us all. You know, we were getting chased out of the pit a lot. And, and not just that, him and Josh kind of kind of like resemble each other. You know? Oh so. yeah. But uh, yeah, that was one little thing I had. And then uh, the other thing too, I don't know if you've noticed that I got a new squat rack upstairs. 
Evan got my old one. Did not see it personally. I got a fold up Titan, you know. And then uh, the other thing too is the boat got pushed back a few more days. There was some weather where it was getting shipped, so it didn't get shipped yet. So we're still waiting on the boat. We did have some uh, a pretty big weather event. We didn't really feel it a whole bunch here, but uh, what was that Thursday, Friday? Yeah. I bet you they were getting some nasty weather out west. Okay, I haven't been paying attention, so I wasn't sure. The guy just told me that, and I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea. Here we get all of our weather out of the southwest. So it's like, you know, that comes off of the mountains and, you know, makes a 3,000-mile trip over here. I did see something where down south they're going to get, whatchamacallit, uh, some big weather Monday into Tuesday. In fact, the one guy I follow, he's a local weather guy. He's heading down to Texas right now to get some tornado action. Really? Yeah, oh, I guess some huge weather. Well, I guess some. I guess they're saying this would be the worst storm of the year so far, coming ripping through all the southern states. We're all going to get a piece of it because we're supposed to start getting rain. You know, by the time you hear this podcast, it was raining earlier this week. You know. So the weatherman says, "I feel like they're right sometimes." Uh, this time of year, it's like Cal was talking about. Ah, I'm over the cold and blah blah blah. It's like it's only March. Like we got a lot of cold, rainy days ahead of us. Oh, we really do. And w- when you think about it, like right now, you start getting excited. Even the grass is kind of getting a little premature out there right now. And you, you start getting excited. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at the calendar. This is fool's winter. You know, this isn't. Everybody's like, oh, spring is sprung, but really, what it is? I'm sorry, fool's spring. Third winter is on its way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole – I'm sure you guys have seen it, but the Midwest seasonal calendar. Uh, I just saw a video on this. I did see something on this. Yeah, there was like uh, like summer was like two weeks, and then it was <laughs> like um, fall, and then, you know, summer times two or something like that. And then, it, you know, it was just – I love it. I got one other thing to touch on, not unless you want to keep going with how, anything with your stuff for the week. Honestly, I didn't really do a whole bunch of outdoor stuff this week. I'm making a guitar. Is anything for exciting? Oh, okay, yeah. How's a how's a guitar making going? Uh, so this sounds weird, but I'm learning how to paint because of this. So I'm trying to paint hand this or on there. spray yeah, hand. Oh, okay, and it is tough. I'm telling you, what you should do is lay down mask masking tape. Find it. Find a stencil you can you can uh, trace trace it. An exacto knife it out of there and just paint in the marks. I'm telling you, that's what I did for my deadlift platform, and it's awesome. Yeah, I just don't know, like, doing that because the pattern is so erratic. I don't want to get into it because I, if this person listens to the podcast, I don't want them to know that I'm surprising them with something. But uh, so if I start giving details on what it is, it's going to definitely give it away. But, yeah, right. You told me all about it. Um, yeah, I just can't make that pattern. I don't know. But I know that's not outdoorsy stuff like that. It's just another little craft. That oh, I got I got one thing I want to touch on that's not outdoorsy anyway. So keep what going what if you got? No, you're good. What you got? I know you don't really follow. You never really did follow Strongman, did you? No. No. So do you know who Eddie Hall is? Nope. Uh, there was a, They made a documentary for him. He was the first guy to deadlift uh, a half a, half a, what was it, half a metric ton or whatever. It was like 1,300 pounds. He was the first guy to do it. Um, anyway, and then the mountain... You know the mountain yep. from that stupid show you guys all watched. I know him as Half Thor. Thor was the other one. You know who? You know who? Do you know who? What he looks like? I mean, could you picture him in your mind, Thor? The, Thor? Half Thor Bjorn Jensen. Yeah. Can you picture what he looks like or no? Oh, you mean the guy that played the mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't he look like your buddy Joe, but just giant? Hold on, I got. You want me to pull up a picture? Joe. Joe, the one that wants to go fishing with you. Uh no. Yes. Yes, no. I, I there's a strong resemblance it's there. It's like saying Kermit the Frog looks. Let me like show you. Biden. Let me I, show I you. Know. Let me show you. Hold on. 
Tell me this doesn't look like him right there. Okay, that does a little bit. <laughs> but why is this guy's body 2,000 times larger than his head? Like the proportions and this guy are lost just a couple, not there. This guy lost a couple hundred pounds. So he was like, he weighed in at about 450 when he was doing strongman. And maybe not 200 pounds then, but he's still probably, he's 6'9". He, he looks like if Joe did a bunch of crack for he, six months. Me and this guy are the same age. Really? Yeah. Well, you look a lot better than he does. I mean, in the face. <laughs> You know. uh, well, he is one of the biggest men on the planet. Anyway, where I'm getting around to saying he's 6'9", say 300 pounds or so, and he used to be four or something, 450 or so. But anyway, him and Eddie Hall got into it. They had a boxing match this weekend, and I was watching some of it. And I'm thinking I would not want to take a punch from that guy, from yeah. Thor. You watch him, he he hit the button a few times on Eddie, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just wouldn't want that. That would be like getting hit by a Peterbilt. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I bet you I've got one body part bigger than he does. My head. <sighs> I know. I didn't want to get in the gutter there. <laughs> my head, the one on top of my shoulders, that one. But uh, I bet you that one's bigger. I don't know. That's a very large dude. That's a very large dude. I'm but surprised you didn't his know. Body? His body's like, and then his head's like, hello. You know, you should have seen. Small. You should have seen how big he was when he was doing strongman. He, he like uh, Tommy sent me a picture of him, and he says, "Can you believe he lost this much weight?" And yeah, I, I thought he looked better when he was 400 and. 30 pounds or more you know i thought he looked like more fuller he's not one of them vegan strong men right no not at all no and he's english iceland oh he's iceland That's uh it. eddie hall's english he's english okay but uh anyway i want to throw that out there i thought that was a cool boxing match but i, I follow strong man i used to follow strong man that was kind of the glory days now it's a bunch of people i don't really know um well you are a strong man i appreciate that thanks yeah i wish i was but uh i have like I don't know. I just have natural Polish muscles. I'm not super strong, but I'm plenty strong enough. You know. Today I, I went and I woke up early and oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about. I woke up early, um, and I did. I ended up doing. I forget. Roughly, it was about 15 sets of squats and 10 sets of deadlifts. All right, that was my workout this morning. And then me and Kel went and did a nine mile hike to break in her new boots. So my legs were a little beat this morning. You know. Yeah, you were really. Uh... You're really getting into it. I, I got worn out from throwing a bowling ball yesterday. Wake oh, did you go bowling? Yeah. Uh, and you have, everybody's going to laugh, but I, I had the best bowling game of my life. Guess what it was? Uh, 150. 145. Oh, uh, okay. I got five strikes, and I got 145. How does that work? And I, I never like did a double gutter or nothing like that. I never understood bowling scores. Uh, the one kid at work used to do it all the time, and he he – talks about all the scores and i'm like oh okay good for you like, i don't know what any of it means i know 300 is good i play know? too i played too much baseball to be good at throwing a bowling ball i just it just well, doesn't work one last little housekeeping our buddy from southern indiana sent me um sam that's the guy that uh i sent the fly to before he was yeah. the one with the alabama bass so he sent me this article i meant to this was either uh last episode or the episode before i meant to say something forgot all about it but out of Yo- yellowstone uh, Yellowstone National Park lead fisheries biologist announcement of the smallmouth bass found in Gardner River north of the Yellowstone Park. Or Yellowstone National Park. Smallmouth bass are invasive predatory species that will threaten our wild and native trout populations if they become established in the upper Yellowstone River. Really? So the Yellowstone River is officially nervous about smallmouth bass. Uh, I'll go catch them all for you. And so that's what me and this dude were messaging back and forth. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. You guys pay for hotel. Consider them gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I heard some other – on another podcast, they were talking about it. And like the guy said, no, no, no. Like that's the wrong word. That's the wrong word is uh, invasive. 
smallmouth bass are native to the U.S. They right. are native. So pretty much the right word to use, this guy said, was non-native. The non-native. They're not invasive. They're non-native. Just non-native to that water. Right. Yeah. And so they, they kind of put a they kind of put a black mark on smallmouth. So that's one thing I wanted, in case anybody else heard about that, our buddy Sam from Southern Indiana sent that to me. And uh, it's funny, he caught that early because I heard that, I mean, at least two weeks after he sent me this, I heard other people talking about it. So he was on that, he was on that ball quick. So coming thanks, up Sam, in again. the news, I have a yeah. Let's get into it. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Okay. Well, we'll get into it right now. Speaking of invasive species, um, I just want to put a little asterisk on the news. Um, the articles I chose we're actually going to end up talking about as our main topic. So I kind of got some bland articles here for the new segment. Go ahead. Well, mine are not bland. This one's out of Indiana, and the website is fourteen uh, newscom Um. There is a new invasive species discovered in Indiana. Can you guess what kind of, what group this falls into? I'm going to say carp. No, it's an ant. Um, it is the Asian needle ant. I'm pretty sure they're going to revise that to like. Oh yeah, you know, cuddly, cuddly ants. Something. Yeah, uh, cuddly, not needlehead. <laughs> Black ant. You know, but wait, they already have those. Anyway, um, it is the Asian needle ant. It's not native to the U.S. and it has been discovered in the Howell Wetlands area. This is near Evansville, Indiana. Um. Yes, yeah. that's, that's down there. That's kind of, it's like really far down there. Yeah, yeah it's like the southern tip. But isn't uh, that where you, didn't you guys used to go camping down there or something? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Uh, we we went to Magnet, Indiana, on the Ohio, but I'm sure it's around that ballpark. But uh, so this thing, they're warning people who have allergies about it. It's not going to kill you, but uh, if you have an allergy, it's this is going to fall right into the B category. But when you get stung by one of these things, it's not a bite. It hurts like crazy, apparently. So, uh, any idea the origi- origin of these things? Um, well, they're not native to the U.S., so my guess is that it would be somewhere in you know, not the U.S. Good job, Pat. Asia. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this guy was out. He was uh, taking pictures. I'm glad people do this, by the way. This guy was taking pictures of species that he found, and you know, just in the wetlands in January. Apparently, that's a good time to go for insects. And uh, he stumbled across his aunt and he said, that one doesn't look like the other. So he took pictures. He sent them to Purdue. Purdue said, hey, you've got yourself a new species in that area. And it is this ant. So they're not crazy big. The picture that he took, actually, even though it was up close and it makes this thing look nasty, it's really not all that big. But it, Well, in January, maybe they're not, you know. Um, it's, got, it's got a black body with like orangey brown looking legs and... Uh, yeah, when it stings you, it hurts. But just watch out for the allergies. If you're down there, don't go nuts over this. They're not apparently they're not uh aggressive like like let's say red ants are. But they do hurt. So that's cool. Want me to go? Another one. Add that to the murder hornet and all the other stuff we got going. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about this war. It's in uh ah, I forget what it is. Ukraine. You know? Oh yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh all right, so Slav Ukraine. Um this one I actually chose for you, Pat. I, I purposely picked this one. It didn't exactly, you know, trigger me, but I figured Pat is going to want to hear this story because this might be something Pat indulges in. All right. So this is from a, excuse me, Magellan? Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Leftover Wisconsin spring turkey hunting permits go on sale beginning Monday. The Department of Natural Resources will make 103,610 leftover turkey hunting authorizations available beginning Monday for the 2022 Wisconsin spring turkey hunting season. Whoa. 
That's a lot. Yeah. That, 100,000? 103,610. Wow. Tags will be available in six of the state's seven turkey hunting zones. Wisconsin turkey permits and tags were modified five years ago and are now officially called turkey harvest authorizations. Identical to last year, the DNR made 245,000 turkey harvest authorizations available this spring, 141,000 of which were awarded to hunters in the annual drawing. The number of harvest authorizations offered in the zone is set to allow maximum recreational opportunities while limiting the impact on turkey population and minimizing hunter interference. So that raises the question, how many turkeys are in Wisconsin? It's a lot, you know. So scheduled dates for leftover permits are March Zone 1. I don't know what the zones are. I'm sure there's a link on here. Oh, right, actually, there's a map right there, Pat. So Zone 1 would be like the Driftless region, southwest corner. You can get that. That goes on sale March 21st. Zone 2, which would be like Milwaukee into Door County, Green Bay, that whole corner all the way down to Kenosha, that's Zone 2. That'll be the 22nd. Zone 3, let me find Zone 3, is right in the center of the state. So I'm going to say that's kind of Wisconsin Dells up to like uh, Oshkosh, you know. Uh, and then Zone 4 is, I'm going to say that would be like the lacrosse area, far west side of Wisconsin. Zone 5 and 7. So 5 and 7 would be the border. They're both bordering the, the Upper Peninsula. See, I would have to do some research and see. The Driftless would be a badass spot to go hunt yeah. turkey, man. Yeah. God, that would be so cool. I would I would join you on that. But like when you apply for permits, sometimes, you know, I made the mistake last year. I applied for just any old permit, got one. Well, this is actually Dan's story, but uh, he got one for a certain county and come to find out there's no public land in that county. Like, or oh, very, yeah, very right. little. Yeah. And so it's like you got to do your research, see how many parks are where. But, dude, I've seen YouTube videos of guys taking big toms out of Wisconsin public land. I'm sure it was further west, but it's just like, whoa, I need to do that, you know. But anyway, I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in getting, but uh, they're on sale this week. So, yeah, maybe. I, I've I, we will we have a vendetta to settle in the UP. So I know, but this is half the drive, you know. Yeah, half the drive, and nowadays that means quite a bit. Yeah, it means so. a lot of money. But uh, go ahead. So, all right. So uh, going going up to the UP, uh, I have a story about. Oh, looks like uh, the internet doesn't want me to say it anymore. But anyway. Are you hooked to my Wi-Fi? Uh, it just says page not found. I could have sworn I... Anyway, they must have taken this article down. But uh, this was off of Michigan.gov. It is about the elk population. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Give me one sec. We'll take a quick pause. I'm going to actually... Because for some reason, look. I'll tell you what. I'll do my uh, my Illinois one real quick while you're looking that up because it's really simple and not that exciting, but somebody might be interested in it. This is from riverbender.com. Uh, Illinois spring trout fishing season opens April 2nd. Uh, so there are 57 ponds in the state that they stock trout. And uh, there there is a catch and release season uh, starting March 19th. So March 19th to April 2nd, you could do a catch and release. Uh the DNR stocks 80,000 rainbows each year in the bodies of water. And in order to fish for these, you do need the trout stamp um, when you're getting your license. Everybody, obviously, you know all the stipulations for when you need a license. Uh, so if you're over 15 and not disabled and all this stuff, you got to have a license with a trout stamp on it. So let's see. Yeah, that's all. That's really all it is. So that's from riverbender.com. So trout season is coming and they're all stock trout. So go ahead. Did you find it? Yeah, I did. Um, so apparently, this is a fun fact. I didn't know Michigan State flag has an elk on it. 
Uh, the very beginning of this article, I got, I went and revised because the one for some reason got deleted off their website. But uh, this is off of Michigan Radio dot org. But uh, they went and they did a survey on the elk population with helicopters, and they were counting up these elk. And uh, they landed. They think they've got about twelve hundred and seventy-seven, which is up from what <clears throat> they found previously, probably about a year ago, is uh, just a thousand. So elk are making their way back. They were there originally. They were know? there originally, and, and they just uh, killed off. So I mean, it's like we we think about it. Like when I hear elk in one of these states, I'm thinking, oh, it's like an exotic. No, like they, they were here. They were here, just like deer are here. But go ahead. Sorry. They said the Rocky Mountain. Uh, elk has been here for about a hundred years now. Of course, to get your hands on one of these tags is nearly impossible. Oh, they actually have a hunting season for them. Yeah, well, they they offer like a special tag, so it's uh, I, I think like one in fifty people get it. Like it's it's or I'm sorry, one in five hundred people get it. Yeah. And then they also do like an out of state, um, what do you call it? Like an out of state like raffle kind of, or like a almost like a sweepstakes where somebody wins a special tag and they get to pick what species and you know what, sure but then most it, people pick elk. I know right now it seems hard to get, but in a few years it might be easy to get just like a deer tag. Yeah. You know, I'm, just, just hang on, let it rebuild. And this might be, this might be something in a few years. I mean, when you have 1200 repopulating elk, it's going to repopulate quick. It's different when you have three and you're trying to get the population back. So the way they landed on that 1277 number is they took the average of what is the lowest and what their highest estimate was which was between 870 and 1684. Wow, that's a huge spread. Yeah, like uh that's like me saying, you know, I've got somewhere between 20,000 and uh 2 million in my bank account, you know, but Yeah, right. Um yeah, so this is this is inspirational. Go and read the article. They they get into, you know, very deeply how they went and actually found the population and all that stuff like that. So, uh hopefully, hopefully we'll be seeing a elk opportunities you know bigger elk opportunities in the up pretty soon so is that is that it for the news yeah that's it for the news all right so we're gonna move in i don't know if we're gonna have a bush like billy's this week or not i haven't heard anything from them so we are gonna have kelsey's corner and that is actually kind of unique so here they are welcome to kelsey's corner thanks for chiming in when pat's here (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I I should pout on the thing about how i get the little go ahead let everybody know what you're talking about so they have three chairs and there's two normal chairs and then there's one these are actually big wide bucket these are tractor seats yeah these are tractor seats i'm on like a low chair that's like i don't know you're on like a drummer's chair a what? A drummer's yeah, chair. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not like... I edit in that chair, so... I just have to like sit really tall. I just feel like I'm out of the conversation. I like your new bench upstairs, by the way. I don't oh. know if you guys did a Kelsey's Corner on that, but that thing's sweet. I don't know if we did. Did no. we? No. And you know what he promised me he'd build me? I don't know so about I that. So she's this. about to come up with some bullshit, just so you know. <laughs> no, so he built the bench, and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Then I had a great idea, like, let's build all the furniture upstairs. So I designed like a three-layer shelving unit that uses piping as like the black frame. pipe, black Ty- map piping, a lot of welding. No, a- like that's th- all threaded together. Oh, I really? could okay. weld it. Yeah. But she wants it all threaded. together. And then I want the shelves to match the bench, like stain them to match the bench. I'm like, that would be so cute. And I want to put it in the corner. Cause I have so many plants that I need to fill there. And he still has yet to build it for me. That thing I'm would weigh saying. like 
That thing would that thing would weigh like like two hundred pounds. Oh, I'd call but Pat it'll up. Be so cute. I'd call Pat up to be like, uh, "Hey, can you come help me?" No, nah, I'm busy that day. I can't help you move that. <laughs> well, we'll have to move it when we put Christmas decorations up. But by then, it'll be like just getting built. So you might it won't have to matter. move that with a crane or a forklift. Yeah, it's gonna take a few of us, you know. Well, then build it already. I've been waiting for months. That's a good idea, though. That's Isn't a it? really good idea. Isn't yeah. it? It look it'll look so cute. I'm sure. All and right. You, so you anyway, anyway, let's get in the meat potatoes. So Pat, I came up with this. Kelsey's corner. So I'm curious. That's why I wanted you to be here for this because you're going to be corner? able to chime in. Yeah, that yeah. was my idea. <laughs> it was his idea. He like whacked me on the walk today several times. Hey, hey. Yeah, see, like whenever I want her attention on the walk, I do this. I go, ow. <laughs> 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 he just whacked me. I've got this weird problem where when I'm walking with people, I just kind of bump into them. So she can't yeah. walk straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got I that too? I bumped into him the yeah. whole time. We did that, that means we'd come away with bruises on our forehead if we went for a while. <laughs> we did that, uh, that 5K, that hot chocolate downtown. It was the first 5K we'd done it together in a long time. And... We're like every 15, 20 steps, I get bonked in the shoulder. I mean, what is, she goes, I don't run in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did two I or three of those with you. Yeah, back, way but back we in the did day. fine because we both don't run in a straight line. We're yeah. just like, oh, well. You guys are out there, the drunken <laughs> sailors running around. Anyway, anyway, okay. come on, let's anyway. get into it. All right. Tell them what you want me to do. The I want corner. I want Kelsey's impression. She just took a trip to Nashville, a big girls trip. So I want I want Kelsey to review her thoughts on Nashville. I thought Nashville was a lot of fun. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been there twice. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, did you go to a Coyote Ugly, by the way? We did not go to a Coyote okay, Ugly. Okay, yeah, don't because no. then you won't have elastic on your underwear if you come out of there. But oh, yeah, wow. yeah, it's every now and then. Like- you- and then you got to suck a shot out of a belly button. You I know. feel like that's a guy's bar. Probably not <laughs> oh, a bar. Oh, it's very I'm like, that's a girl. That's is, not a girl. It's as close to a strip club as you can come. Yeah, no. I thought it was a lot of fun. I like live music, though. I know you're not like the biggest a fan of it. He is. Pat loves it. Yeah, I loved it. Every bar, we went to one bar that had like three different levels. There's Uh-oh. there's there's a an asterisk next to me liking live music. If it's live acoustic music... I get over it in about two Yeah, that's no, everybody. this was like, so the first level had like, I don't know, like 80s, like 90s, like just good random music. The second one was like all country. And then the other one, they had like a banjo guy. Like it was See, really I like the cool. banjo. I like the, like the, what do they call it? The bluegrass. I yeah, like the bluegrass so the, he was yeah. a bluegrass. We went to a lot of bluegrass ones. I don't know if it was like a bluegrass night, but, and then like. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. See, the reason why I didn't see, I didn't, when you said, I'm going to Nashville, and I'm thinking, well, when I went to Nashville, we drank beer and ate meat. And those are the three things, or two things that Cal does not like to do. Well, so. Is drink beer and eat meat. Right, Brad? Isn't that what? We did that for three days. But it is Music City. It is Music City. It was funny. So we went to like a nice dinner on Saturday night, and they had to pick a place around me because they had to find a steakhouse that served chicken. So, like, all the places that serve chicken were... I, like, I feel their pain, Pat. When she says that, I feel their pain. It's like, he wanted, we were in Wyoming, and there was the best steakhouse in Wyoming sitting right there, but they didn't have foo-foo food, so we're going to go eat at this other thing where you're... Yeah. Was that the cowboy, the million-dollar yeah. cowboy? Yeah, I went yeah. to that one. Yeah, I wanted to go to that. I but. went to it when they weren't serving food, but I, I went to it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Nashville, because I, I was yeah. just shocked when I went there. The only thing we did, and we, and we also golfed during the day, but... Other than that, it was well, drink mean, beer and eat meat. Yeah, we went to bars. Uh, well, we went to we went shopping on Saturday, so we went like I don't know. Some Did you get hit on? I don't think so. I'm gonna no. go find that guy. Come on, I'm gonna go find. She's that just guy. saying I'm that's just gonna be nice. Say no, I'm gonna go She's find like, that guy. I have 45 numbers that I don't know what to do. With. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, no, if anyone was going to ask me for their number, I would have just gave them yours. Oh, that would have been fun. So, oh, that yeah. would have been great. That would have been, been fun. But nobody hey, asked me for this? my... Yeah, I figured I'd just give them yours. Like, hey. oh. Hey. And then text you real quick. By the way, everybody has your number now. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah. So um, we went shopping Saturday. Then we went to like a fancy dinner thing. Then we went out on like the Broadway music station. Um, so whose bars did you stop at? Because all these country music singers oh had gosh. bars down there. So we went to something called Tootsie's first. Yeah, we yeah yeah there. that one was fun. I don't remember um, any of the bars we went to. Honestly, I don't remember. The only one I remember is Coyote Ugly, but Tootsie's is like it's on a corner. It's like a right? famous one. Yeah. yeah. So that was the bluegrass one. Um, we went. I remember to, rooftop bars and like that was fun. Well, we you know? ate at El Dean's on Sunday, so that one was fine. I didn't eat anything because I wasn't feeling good. Um, but then we went to Miranda's. She has a bar down there. That one was fun too. It's, it's pretty girly, but it is very well. It was fake. a bunch of girls, so yeah. yeah. Uh, who else did we go to? Dirk's Bentley, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a that good one, one was fun. We were there for a while. Oh gosh, but we all didn't in go all, to Blake Shelton's or anything. So, what was your impression of Nashville? A return trip is oh, needed. Oh yeah, I would go back. Yeah, it was fun. I I would go back with certain people. Like I go back with the girls that I went with, and like people that like like live music and don't want to like like what Kyle? go ahead you're pointing at me what are you pointing at because you don't like live music you'd be like all right i'm bored i just think it's annoying it's like it's like i came here to drink and talk and have a good time and we got to listen to this guy i like it i liked it with a bunch of girls like i wouldn't do like a maybe i would do like a couple's thing if like i went with like stephanie and like jake went and like other people like that so i would have friends and like you would have friends I, so, I, I had a good, I had time, a good time, but like the whole time I was, we were, every time I went was with a group of dudes yeah. and we were just chewing on meat and drinking beer. And yeah, I mean, there was the, the one time I ended up, I, cause I was working down there for the one time I went and that was during the CMA awards. So there was, uh, oh, yeah, that'd be there were street concerts everywhere and that place was packed. Well, packed. I know you were making fun of me when I told you we booked a pedal tavern. Oh, I, those are so stupid. I missed it anyway. So remember those, Pat? <sighs> yeah. Those are, would you jump? Would you do that? Uh, I do it once to say I did it, but I it did. doesn't look fun. And I did the, not make it to the pedal tavern. The so. ones that I find hilarious is the the guys that are like pedaling like this three wheel bike that's like huge, and they're going up those steep hills. It's like, man, those guys. They, yeah, they there's some hills in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of hills. I was like, man, I would I would get tired. Those, I saw everybody running. I'm like, this is a good workout. I bet. Those those pedal bars, I feel like you should be allowed to throw stuff at them. Like there should be yeah. a, there should be a little game. I mean, it was like that, and they had like buses of people like with like an open thing where they're just partying on a bus. Like I think it's just like a bachelor party and bachelorette party Remember destination. When we were down there, was that? I think it was a time when you and me went down there. They had the beach body convention. Oh wow, that's an interesting Maybe. place to I, have it. There was remember there was that that convention center. All these girls were walking oh, around yeah. in these little shoelace bikinis oh, everywhere. Yeah. That oh, wow. was yeah, that's the, unforgettable stuff there. That that's, was that was loaded with them. And I, it must be Kelsey's be, corner because the dogs are barking. He likes to be on your podcast. He makes a weekly appearance. But uh, yeah, there was. I just thought Nashville was an interesting. You think that would be like Los Angeles or? I liked it. You know? I'd like to go back and see Knoxville because I guess Knoxville has like a bunch of mountains and stuff. So I think that would be interesting. So one back. one weird problem I have with Nashville and the way that things work down there is all these big name country stars have, and I'm waving my strike yeah. I was wondering where you're going the, with that. All of these big name um, country singers, you know, they're, I'm a country boy, you know, and all that stuff. And then like Blake Shelton, who I just 
took an excerpt from one of his songs. Uh, charges 10 bucks a shot. Like, what kind of country boy? You know, you're big business, bro. You're yeah. not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it, we paid a lot, so. Yeah, when we were down there, uh, I was like, I yeah. thought it was expensive, too. I'm with you, Pat. I'll have a shot of Jack Daniels. Okay, that'll be $10. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to go here again. All right, so where were we? So, yeah, that's my problem with, expensive. with yeah. Nashville. The other thing is, like, everybody's trying to sound like Florida Georgia Line, and that gets old very fast. Yeah. So it's like a pop It's country. funny. There's always jokes about Florida Georgia Line. I like Florida I do Georgia. like them. Yeah, they're but one they of my favorites. they started this era of crap country. No, oh, no, I they like didn't. Them. Keith Urban, Keith, like those yeah, guys I don't started like Keith that. Urban. No, Keith His Urban's not a you know me. jump on my tractor with painted on jeans type of singer. He's not one of those. I don't it's know. Like, I Florida like, Georgia is, yeah. I like yeah. them. You like them too, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I don't um, know. It was a good time. I would go back if it. W- I went back with like the right people. Like I think. I, I think, think girl you, strips are fun down there. I think you'd have fun with Pat with the live music because Pat has like this deep love of music. Yeah, I mean, you know? we stood and just watched. Like we went to different bars just to solely watch like the live music. Like, like I know we're doing though. we're doing all this outdoor stuff, but Pat is like deeply in love with guitars and all kinds of music. Right, it's Pat? A, it's I an mean, odd little hobby of mine. I'm not like I'm studying like music theory and stuff like that, but I'm well, not then. like but, trying to be the next Mozart or nothing. No, but he's deeply in love with it. Like I'm to me, music is just something. Oh, okay, this gets me amped up to squat. Like that's as far as it goes oh, for no, me. I like music i don't put too much thought into to me it it's a good that. thing you can do by yourself i'd rather be outside but when i have to be inside I, I oh it's a craft I, yeah i put music on a lot i it, like to listen to it it's definitely a craft i just I, it never hit me like that i mean when we were in high school and we were going through the band phase yeah but not now i, I think really it care. depends on live music for me though like i like listening to it in like bars and stuff if it's like good stuff but like we were in like one bar and the guy was singing like alternative stuff and he was really not good so we laughed him i was like oh not my thing. So the, then we the found place, a bluegrass thing. The thing, like the place I love live music the most is like at a big like outdoor event. Yeah. And it's just fun. Like everyone's having a good time. Everyone's yeah. dancing. Everyone's watching. Then there's people like Mim in the corner. But <laughs> but like when it's like a Who'd cram- rather be fishing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's a crammed in thing where you can't hear yourself think. Like, yeah. That that gets old in its own way. Just because, yeah. just, you know, if you it go there. It has to be the right environment. If you go there with headphones on, I'm sure it's a little bit better. But yeah. like, it's just like, oh, that's just good. No, but I had a I had a good time. I would go back for sure. You I wasn't s- there very long either, so I would go back for longer. All right, so let's wrap this up. Um, yeah. So on a score out of 10. Um, I'm going to give it an 8. I had a good time despite, you know, staying out really late and. Yeah, she's stuff. not a late girl. I'm so. not a late. No, we closed down Broadway, and it's like this is too late for you me. You closed down Broadway? Yeah, it was Isn't late, it like three a.m. Yeah, it was really late. Wow, I was I like, know. I'm in bed. Well, so like I went with 12. all these girls, and I'm like, oh, I can't be the only one going to bed at eight o'clock at night. I was Would waking you up like an hour. As woo girls? Oh, they look like it, Pat. <laughs> they look like it. <laughs> they're they're you guys good know girls. What a woo girl is, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they are. They look. They Pat, do look like it, but they're not. No. Pat, like the saying always says, you know, judge a book by its cover. You always judge a book by its cover, That's right? That's how the <laughs> saying goes. <laughs> Coming from the guy who thinks catfish is ghosting. That, you're still wrong about that. I'm not wrong about that. Look it up. Um, oh, anyway, catfish is not ghosting. It's like the opposite. It's totally different. Anyway, we're, anyway, we're rambling. So eight out of ten, you give it. Eight out of ten. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Anything else, Pat? You is this Kelsey's in? travel corner? This is Kelsey's travel corner. Oh, yeah, wow. we could do like a little Houston thing too when we go to Houston. I'll yeah, make you a jingle. I'll make uh, you a jingle. Oh, good. I like yeah. jingles. Pat needs to start coming up with our music. So don't do the turkey thing though. I cannot figure out what how to play our song. I just cannot figure it out. 
Anyway. Anyway, thanks for having me. So we could not get Kelsey to stay for the main topic. She had other stuff to do, getting ready for her busy, busy week. She's got two days off over the next week. But before we get started, we're going to talk about some serious stuff. But before we get started, I decided to kick off something to up the ante. You know how I give away a fly? You yeah. know that? So I officially made you get you get the first one. I made one for Bush like Billy, but he's not here. Um, you get the very first uh, manufactured version of what I call the whiskey pop. The whiskey pop. So take a look at that. I officially I tied that last night for you. That is a popper molded from a whiskey cap. That is that is a whiskey cap. Oh I, wow! Or a cork. I cut the cork off. So I've been saving all my anything I have a cork. I, in fact, it's hard for me to take whiskey seriously if it doesn't have a cork. Even some, even though some very good whiskeys do not have a cork, but I save all my corks. And I think that might have came off a of Buffalo Trace one. I'm not sure. This thing is beautiful. So that is I'm so yours. I decided that's uh, I'm probably going to become a millionaire off of these. Is what I decided. And so I, like what I'm hoping is one year somebody's going to come to you and be like, "Hey, I'll give you a million bucks for that first edition whiskey pop," and you're like, ah, "I can get more than that for it," you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you don't want me to use it? You can use it. In fact, I'm curious to see if it even works. I don't even know if it works. I literally tied that 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 paint's still drying. I tied that last night. So it floats and bloops, right? That's what it. That in theory, that's what it does. So <laughs> if you now come up with an idea and you watch the free fly video. And you want a whiskey pop, you got to let me know. And then I will be sending out whiskey pops. So don't you want it to cup in the front to like gather water? And- We're going to find this is all R&D, dude. Yeah. Like you got, you literally have the first one I tied, right? I I'd never tied a whiskey pop before this. You have, I you have one before I have one. Let's put it that way. So that is Pat's. Nice. You can, you can make it an ornament. You can throw it. You're probably, you're going to need a fly rod to throw it, you yeah. know, but well, uh, this thing's got some heavy to it. So, ah, uh, you're not going to get it very far, but you see how it's a two-piece? I got an I, I I was thinking about it after I did that. I got a way of not making it a two-piece that I'm probably going to start doing. So just by holding it, my guess is that it weighs about 170 grains. Uh, the other thing, too, I don't know if you noticed, but real quick I want to talk about it. The, the tail is actually articulated. The tail is it's a two-piece tail but only one hook. There's no hook on the tail. So wiggle the tail back and forth. Yeah, you're talking about this uh, like uh, solid tide section you got here. Yeah, you see how there's a there's a shank. There's actually yeah. a shank back there. So it's a, it's it's like a hook without a hook, and so I actually tied the tail up with that. So when it pops, it, the tail wiggles and the front stays solid, but the tail goes like this back and forth. So that do you make woolly boogers? Uh, no, I don't. I I might make big ones, but the little ones you buy them a, they're a dime a dozen, so I just don't bother making them. Read an article that said that the woolly booger is the most versatile fly fishing lure. ever. But anyway, I know you want to move on. Ever, but uh, so you this have is you, sweet. You had the first installment of the whiskey pop right there. That's what I'm calling them, the whiskey pop. I might sell them. I might end up selling them. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to start turning all my corks into uh whiskey pops anyway because I do want a couple of them. I have one off a of, uh, long branch. You know what a long branch whiskey is? No, dude, the cork <clears throat> is like this big. Wow, it's wow. huge. Like if you're in the store and you see Long Branch, look at the cork. I have a couple, one or two of those for making whiskey pops out of. So I want to get good at it before I use them. So anyway, you you had the very first whiskey pop, and That's if awesome. you want a whiskey pop, go watch the free fly video. And if you want to, when you do send a thing and you want a whiskey pop, let me know. Otherwise, I'll send you a big old streamer. So if it gets bigger, you're gonna call it the whiskey or the Whistle Mission Whiskey Pop. 
That's a yeah, mouthful. I guess I like that. It'd be the it'd definitely be the whiskey pop for sure. So I should probably take a picture of that and put it on my Instagram. The whistling whiskey pop. No, uh, I have another one over there. I was it was for Bush like Billy, but he didn't come today. Anyway, so we're gonna move on to a huge discussion going around with oil, uh, and we're gonna talk about oil dependency, independency. But we're gonna start off with an oil spill. So in Illinois, this was actually what I was gonna report on until we decided to make this discussion topic. Pat has one out of Wisconsin. But this is at Edwardsville, Illinois. Edwardsville, Illinois. I got this from www.dmag.com. So there, uh, there was a big oil spill down in uh, Edwardsville, Illinois. So more than 163,000 gallons of oil saturated the soil around the leak. Uh, the flow likely started on March 11th, according to the EPA, and uh, received a poor report on March 11th. In a marathon pipeline news release, about 5,900 barrels of water and oil mixture have been removed from the creek as of March 14th. About 150 wow. cubic yards, not inches, yards, of the new oily soil has been removed since the leak was discovered. Uh, it is unclear how long the oil had been leaking from the pipeline. So, yeah, this that was the biggest thing about this is it was leaking, and they didn't find it when it happened, you know. Uh, Marathon Pipeline is covering all expenses, obviously. The affected wildlife being treated so far is seven ducks, one frog, one hawk, two beavers, and three turtles. And they did find, uh, they found seven ducks, a heron, and a muskrat, muskrat, and a frog dead from the oil spill. Oh, heron? Yeah. That is uh, from this major oil leak down in Edwardsville. And so pretty much, real quick, let's just talk about the oil spill. So... Oil spills. Give me, give me. What, when you first hear oil spill, what are you, what are you thinking? What's so, your, oh, I, I know what everybody thinks. They think of like the BP type one, where it was off in the what was it, the Gulf? Right. Um, that's the number one oil spill you hear. Now, this one, this kind of oil spill is worse because you don't notice it until it's really, really bad. It is that. It's because it's inland. Are you saying? Yeah. Like, like something like it's got to bubble up to the surface, or somebody like a like a maintenance actually has to find it. You know so, I mean? but here being but the one thing I just find amazing being a hydraulic mechanic, all right, is when you have a leak of that size, how is the receiving end not noticing that things are down? Uh, like they said, 163,000 barrels leaked, all right. So, at the other end, wouldn't you be like, man, we we were expecting a lot more than this? Well, I mean, it's a time by intensity thing. So, did they give any figures about how long it took them to find it? No, um. They, they they're not exactly sure how long it was leaking. So like like let's say the leakage rate is like one percent. Nobody would notice one percent. They would think that okay, it's just flowing a little tiny. Yeah, one percent over time, I can see that. But so one percent off the top of that, if it took five days to notice or a month to notice, those numbers can get real big real fast. The other thing I noticed they're not talking about is what the what caused the leak. I can't find anything in that what caused. The it's leak. probably a maintenance issue. It's probably the the pipeline started leaking. I mean the, you. Well, I mean, the pipeline started leaking, but because a car hit it, uh, because uh, it's old, because why? I'm sure winter plays a role. Um, yeah, I can how see wet that. The soil is plays a role. Yeah, you know, heaving. Like, uh, if if the bottom drops out underneath the pipe, and now that pipe is suspended, it's got to support all that weight instead of the earth supporting all that weight. I can see that. Um, there's there, there's so many factors to it, but the the main thing here is that. Like these spills are going to happen. As long as you have these pipelines, these spills are going to happen. Of course, the natural solution would be to make it more preventable, right? So, okay. <clears throat> so let's go into that. You know what? Let's tie in now 
going to your Wisconsin thing because you're talking. No, I just pulled up a map of the Wisconsin ones. And if you think, okay, you hear about the pipeline, right? They never give you a good mental picture of how many there are out there, right? So there are one, two, three, four. Uh, I would say with all the connections, there's about 10 pipelines just running through Wisconsin. Just, and think about all the wetlands, lakes, rivers, everything you got to go under and through to make these things okay well here let me this is where i thought you were going so let me throw this in there now too just put this in the mix is this is from wizm and we report on it before but wisconsin dnr extends comment period on enbridge line reroute yeah enbridge is definitely the, the biggest one in this so this is going back to the level or line five pipeline uh rerouting it and the Bad River Band of Lake Superior Chippewa sued the company in 2019, demanding it remove the section of line that runs across the tribe's reservation at Ashland, Ashland County. So Enbridge has proposed a 40-mile reroute around the reservation. Enbridge would need permits from multiple state and federal agencies to move ahead with the project. And this goes on. This, this is kind of a short article. But this goes on because they need the permits because it's going through other reservations and wetlands. And all kinds of protected things. So in order for them to do this, they would have to be very invasive, I guess you can say. So a reroute is a Band-Aid, right? We could just say a reroute is basically a Band-Aid on this problem. Yes and no. Yes and no. But you're making more pipeline to do this. You're making more. So you're becoming less efficient. You know, know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? And when you add 40 miles off that line, yes, it's becoming less efficient. So the problems can be bigger. And let's be clear. There's no good place to put a pipeline. There, there is no good place to put a pipeline. So, okay. So let's now you see. Let's go. Let's go bigger scope. Way bigger scope. So you see the problems we have with oil dependency, and they shut down the Keystone pipeline. That was the first. He did that first day. Biden did that the first day. Shut down the Keystone pipeline, which would have been major independence from foreign oil sources. Right. What is the cost of not relying on places like Russia for oil? I'm. I mean. You could do the math. It's about $2 a gallon. No, but I mean, like, what are you willing to give up? Like, for instance, I don't like the flying five reroute, right? Right. But I don't like it at all. But at the same time, are we going to bankrupt middle America uh, for what? What, what? Where do we draw the line, I guess is what I'm saying. So this whole big push, and it, everybody wants to give conspiracy theories and all that stuff, but this big push basically ties down to them saying, hey, we need to go greener. And I understand that. I, I don't think that's understand. the entirety of it. I think they're using a, a situation to help that. But um, but no, that's this whole thing. It's like, okay, I listened to this one show. I'm not going to say his name. But he says that the way we lower our footprint is by making somebody else make the footprint, right? So we're still going to be burning the oil, but we're right. not the ones that are actually digging it up and taking it out. So that that takes the tension off of his regime. Because he can say, well, we're, you know, it's it's all about what they can say for the next election. That's that's really what it is. And Trump was doing the opposite, but for the very same reason, right? Um, I do agree in oil independency. Obviously, it causes weird problems with the pipeline and stuff like that. And all that stuff's bad. Um, but there's This is a double-edged sword. Like, yes, you do want to be oil independent. Um, B, if there really was going to be a shortage of oil in the future, wouldn't you rather drain every other country but yours? Yes, yeah, and then because now you could be the major source of it. Um, but let's bring this back a little more local. So, okay, we are going oil independent. Right now, as of right now, we're going oil independent. Are you willing to sacrifice your wetlands? I don't know, man. I, that's not 
So are you willing to sacrifice a farm field? Just a regular old cornfield. Are you rather, are you willing to put a pipeline through? My natural answer would be don't sacrifice any of it, but there has to be a happy medium here, right? So that's but that's where I I guess personally that's what I'm struggling with is where do we draw the line? Because we do we cannot rely on places as crazy. Now, granted, like the whole thing, everyone blamed Russia right away. And like they said, Russia was four percent of our oil. You know, it was a lot of barrels they shipped over here. But it wasn't it wasn't the majority of what we used. But the, you know? the the problem was is that it puts more pressure on the other countries that do primarily use them to get them from the same sources that we do. So it, no matter what, even if we were, you know, getting it from Saudi Arabia or wherever, it's still going to crank our price up because now Saudi Arabia has to supply for you know X amount more countries. Well, that's and then that's what they pretty much told the U.S. Like, hey, you know, if you don't want to buy it for this price, we know somebody that will. And that was one thing, too. I was just reading some uh, progressive politician or whatever. Um, she was complaining. She They want to crack down on these oil companies because when it did shoot up to this four-something a gallon we're dealing with, uh, it was like 100. What did it top out at? 100 and, 100 and like $35 a barrel, I think. Uh, and now it's below. I think it, went, it dropped back down like under 120 All right? Wow. And so why are oil companies still charging what they were charging when it was, like you said, you know? And why why is it so much more expensive? It's because and, of faith in the market. They know it's going to jump back up. Well, they're pretty much accusing oil companies of gouging. You know, big capitalist uh, companies just gouging for money. And uh, I can kind of see it. You know, maybe I, they I have to make up for that pandemic bubble. Well, so well, there's that, and then, uh, but like they said with inflation, I was listening to Wall Street Journal the other day, and they said companies are loving this. Like you're, you're all your yeah. all your companies that are claiming inflation is why you're paying more. And they said the reason why it, they're not lowering their prices on anything is because you're paying them. Yeah. So why would they lower their prices when you're when their sales haven't dropped? Oh, okay, so we get to charge X amount, and blame the president, and you're still going to buy it, you know? So it's kind of the same thing with the oil company. So hey, we put it at four seventy, and you guys bought just as much gas as you did when it was two dollars. So we'll just leave it there, you know? So I I know the ultimate goal here is. To go green, right? Like that that is the obvious solution for the future. Now the logistics to me of doing that right now are nearly impossible. The precious metals, the battery waste, all of these things are not figured out yet. Windmills really aren't that efficient. Now they're free, right? So it's it's free energy, pretty much. Except if somebody's gotta to buy it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You know, those things are expensive as hell. They kill even, birds and stuff like that. But even but. Elon Musk said right now the world is not ready for everybody to have a battery powered car. We don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the technology to supply everybody with a car today with an electric car. We do not have it. We have to get the oil prices back and check. That's coming from the guy that does this for a living. And you know? it's, it's extremely unfair for politicians to say, Well, why don't you just go buy an electric car? Because the average family can't go buy a seventy thousand dollar electric car. There's still it's not its infancy. We're gonna call this early tolerant or er, early toddler period for his term you know for electric cars only a certain percentage of people have them uh, right it's now just, it's kind of a privilege to own one to me it's very experimental too it's yeah. very we don't know the biggest thing i want to know is in 100 years what we're gonna hit where, where are the batteries gonna be are, there, are we gonna be in landfills not knowing where they're gonna be or like not knowing what to do with them and like everyone's like oh man i wish we didn't do this battery thing because i just know how batteries they can't dispose of batteries like people think there's not some magical place you put a battery and they can reuse it some of these hybrid batteries are like well that's completely useless now to us so we'll just bury it in the ground you know? now harken back to the story that we did on the boundary waters they're they're mining for precious metals there right so that going green destroys places that got shut down yeah oh it did get shut down yeah. but but i'm saying like the pressure will always be on uh, that place. The fight will never be over. Yeah, live to fight another day. 
Um, but it, it's just been delayed. Let's right? go. Let's go back to our local oil problem. So we have the Wisconsin thing with the lion. You know, the the all the Indian uh, tribes up there are very concerned with them destroying their ground. We have an oil leak here in Illinois. So, uh, but I want everybody to think about when you're when you're looking at the gas prices. What is the solution? And here's what I here's what I'm going to pretty much say it comes down to. You want a good quality of life where you're not being bankrupt at the gas pump. There are going to be sacrifices. Um, but I think it's I think people should be making as minimal sacrifices or maximal sacrifices as possible. The oil companies pretty much what I'm saying. The oil companies should be like, we're not going to add 40 miles to the reroute because that's 40 more miles of potential leakage that can contaminate everything. Um we need, in order to be our own power for the next, I mean, I don't know, 50, 60 years at least for oil, that we are going to have to be dependent, independent from the rest of the country. We could we could supplement with the rest of the world, you know, so we're not draining ourselves dry. But what the biggest thing is, what are we going to sacrifice? Is what, This is going to be a sacrifice. We're going to, there's a chance of major leakage somewhere, you know. I really think, and of course, I'm not an oil expert. I'm not a pipeline expert. And... But but the way to do this is vigorous uh, maintenance or testing or um, you know accountability for your pipeline. Right, accountability so, still is is still. A, for instance, somebody's going to be accountable for that oil leak in Edwardsville. But guess what? It still leaked. Yeah, it still. Somebody's going to get it. Still in, happened. In the words of Brad Pitt, more like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good point. That uh, so accountability. That's pretty much what it is. Oh, okay, so some dude lost his job because you know he was accountable for it. But we still have one hundred sixty-three thousand gallons of or barrels of oil in the ground. Now, I mean, think about with our job when it comes to like garbage and stuff like that. And of course, we're not going to name the company, but uh, we have to go through a lot of steps for environmental reasons, and sometimes they just seem silly, right? So why can't why can't the pipeline get as vigorous a treatment? They have the money to pay for it, right? The, the, at least they can make the money really fast to pay for those kinds of checks and balances. It's just, uh, it is a problem. These pipelines already exist. Uh, it's not something that we can prevent from the bottom up. It's just, uh, there's gotta be a better way to maintain and, you know, I th- here's the thing is I know the guys that are welding those together are some of the best welders in the world and there's still going to be, there's still going to be potential accidents, but I just know with the shop work, what I was thinking about with the pipelines is there's got to be a way to catch an oil leak. All right. That's and what I was thinking, like an outside enclosure? It, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is a pipeline outside a pipeline? How come there's, that's not a thing? Um, like a three-layer type of deal. But for instance, we have something at work, like let's say uh, washer solvent, you know. And washer solvent, when you have the bulk bin, they want you to have a bin that can contain that bin should there be a leak. I don't. I'm just surprised there's not something like that with the oil industry. Yeah, you if you know? go if you go tap your hand on those things, I don't know if you got the same ones we do, but if you go tap your hand on those things, you hear bung bung bung. You hear a hollow sound. That's because there's an outer layer that would catch it if there's a leak. Now this oil isn't really moving; it's sitting there. So, what could they do to make that? Now that oil in that pipeline's moving. No, I know it's moving. I'm talking about the the barrels that we have. Um, oh, okay. That oil's not moving. So in, in my opinion, it has a lot less of a chance to leak, and it's still got that enclosure. So, you know, we're going to do some research. I want to find out if there are an enclosure. So you would have to have two leaks to have one leak. Right. In this situation. Or right. if you had a three-layer, you'd have to have, you know, three leaks to have two leaks kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I'm sure the technology for, for uh, actually monitoring leaks has got to be very expensive. But if they said, okay, this is going to double the price of the pipeline, I think in the long run, that would be worth it. 
Well, the other thing too is I was thinking, all right, so let's say, let's say we all have to make a compromise here, right? So when you are going to come X amount of miles within a wetland, within a river, and that's when you have your containment systems. You know, maybe out in a out in a cornfield is not as big of a deal as when it's crossing a major riverway. You know, you think about in our area, for instance, it's crossing over the Kankakee River. Right. So within two miles of that river, there's got to be a containment system for the oil. And after that, it's like, yeah, it could still pollute big, but I get it. Okay, so we're compromising with the oil company. Okay, so we're going to preserve the waterways. Might screw up some dirt over here, maybe some groundwater potentially. But at least it's not a river. It's not a waterway. It's not a wetland. Anytime it goes through a wetland, you know. I just I would like to see the conversation go that way. Yeah, because we are going to have to compromise. We're 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 going to have to bend the rules what we believe in. You can't have it all and still be able to drive a car for the price you want to. You know, it's going to come down to a compromise for everybody. It's it's very easy to say okay, close it all down, but at the same time, um, we need it. We need it at least for the foreseeable future because. We'll need the oil the rest earth, of our. We'll need oil the rest of our lives. Yeah, the green earth that we're picturing is not doable for a very long time, and everybody sets like you know time limits and all that stuff. So when the government sets a deadline, you know it's at least going to be, you know, fifty percent past that, right? So it's, I, I don't know, t- this whole conversation around green energy. I get it, I love it, but um, it starts now. But don't expect it to be totally green in five years because it's just not going to be. The one thing I never understood why it didn't take off is hydrogen. Why is battery getting the priority is, over hydrogen? It is too hard to store. And uh, I, Okay, then so, so figure out a way. It's also it's hard to get life out of a battery, but they're getting better at it. You know, The, hydrogen, the accident no, thing is like huge. Well, okay, so the accident thing's huge, but it's still, it's like uh, there's got to be a way to contain that to you where... Blow up a city block. With the one car accident. Yeah, with a typical what we have now. But you're telling me there's not I mean they got you look at you look at the uh armored cars for delivering money and they yeah. got those on. Hey, look at that. There's my daily uh whatchamacallit. And you know the other thing too, like when you see uh when you see propane getting hauled, or not not, not even propane, but you know like the gas trailers that you see like on semis. Yeah, the tankers. They have the big long tubes. No, 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 not just the tanker, like a solid um like a liquid uh, kind of container these are like gas containers where they're like ultra protected they have to be stored in a certain shape because you know it's a very unstable chemical that they're hauling you know what i mean it's it's not just like you're filling a tank and then shipping it this is this is very protected stuff i'm sure there's a way they can come up with with that to protect so, I mean, hydrogen when, when i hear when i hear accidents is the problem i'm thinking that, that sounds easy to make it twice as thick or something i don't know what to tell you but it it you can't tell me there's no way of protecting hydrogen in crashes. There's just I just don't I don't buy that one bit. Here's another angle to think about the terrorist route. So we, we knew we know that you know at, at least outside of this country, the, you know, in the Middle East, they they love using cars for bombs, right? So what happens when you strap a hydrogen tank to the bottom of that? Are we now weaponizing easily, you know, terrorist organizations? No, I'm gonna say no. I mean that. There are so many ways for them to make a bomb, you know, and it. I just don't see that being the reason why we should go with a battery over hydrogen. No, I don't think that's enough. Not for me. And, you know, the, the funniest thing about electric cars is everybody thinks that it's just free, right? Well, that stuff's got to come from somewhere. And oh, yeah. yeah. We talk about upgrading the grid and doing all this stuff. It's like all that stuff. The The process of doing that is so not green. Oh, I know. And it's, it's the just, amount of equipment that you're very be. counteractive. And oh. the other thing, too, with America, we can make our carbon footprint so small, but places like China and, you know, 
we'll call them less developed countries, even though they're big and very developed. I say they call it global warming and not like, you know, yeah, local states warming. warming. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they will never, they, they don't care about reducing their carbon footprint. They truly don't look what's happening in the Ukraine right now. You think anybody's wondering about climate change with well, that? Well, but then again, okay. So then it comes back to being independent to ourselves for manufacturing then. So we don't need China for everything that would, you know, that's a whole nother thing to crack open, but we would need to be very dependent on our own for a lot of different reasons. And uh, getting the oil produced somewhere else is a good way to say, hey, we, we took our footprint out of the States. But the, the global problem is still there. And now we're putting it in the hands of dangerous people to take care of. And that's the huge issue. I, like I said, I don't really like getting political on this podcast. But well, we're, we're, not, we're not dealing with, with – when you think about all the uh, Middle East countries and your Russias, and, they're not our friends. It's not like we're dealing with England. Germany. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we can't deal, we can't make a deal with Russia via Iran or vice versa. Oh, yeah. We're just asking for trouble to be civil. Yeah. And expect them to think that the values that we love are their values too. It's just not true. So, but when, pretty much, let's bring this back. Um, but when it comes to these pipelines, when it comes to these local pipelines, I hate to see the oil leaking, hate to see that kind of leak happen in my own state. But at the same time, what is going to be the compromise that we have? What is going to be the compromise? And right now, the compromise is price. So, and I'm not saying I have a solution for you right now, but it's just something for everybody to think about. What is your compromise? What What are you willing to be? Okay, I'll take that deal. You know, it's going to be give and take, though. I promise you, in order to drive your car, it's going to be a give and take deal. If you want to be able to drive your car without being broke afterwards. Yeah, and there's no one answer that we can just flip a light switch and do now. But it's close to home. But what I'm saying is these, Very close these problems home. are close to home. And it will be your problem. Anyway, that's that all. Good, that was a good discussion. Yeah. Next week, next week we were going to talk about um, what, how do we work? You this? already got it, huh? What's that? What we're going to talk about next week? Yeah, we were going to talk about it today if we had time. We're we're, oh, we're rambling. Gotcha. So we're going to talk about river access and legalities behind river access and uh, something that strikes close to home. We actually talked about this before, but there's a there's a conversation that sparked this back into my mind where I want to I want to talk about it with the upcoming fishing season, so it's on everybody's mind. Uh, so I mean, this will put you at the end of March before uh, uh, actually what that podcast will be coming out. That'll be coming out the uh, first week of April. Yeah, that'll actually be out April seventh by the time you hear that one. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's the beginning of fishing season, but it's something to put in the back of your mind with uh when you're fishing a river and things to think about and it's kind of a checklist and we're going to argue some points and stuff like that what are you thinking you're thinking actually no i think that one will be coming out march 31st no this one this one will come out this one will oh you're right you're right this will come out the 24th this will come out the 24th you're right okay so the one the river one's gonna come out march 31st okay yep 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 sorry about that man got the dates you are good so anyway, uh, one more time, you want to verify you see a whiskey pop in front of you? I see a whiskey pop in front of me. So this is my free fly. You can get yours if you would just email Jim at the whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. We have yet to have a guest, by the way. We are on episode 36, and we have not had a guest. Uh, we haven't had a true outside guest, but we have had plenty of guests. Like uh, Dan Brock came on the one time. Well, I guess it was just Dan Brock. Yeah, but like a calling in saying we wants to make a point. But, you know, I guess we're having a hard time growing, and uh, we're getting there. We're going to stay We're gonna stay with this for a little bit. Well, more than a little bit. I like doing this. Yeah, Kyle likes doing it, too. She actually thinks it's a lot of fun, so... But uh, 
we're, if you can help us grow and get the word out there, I, I feel like we're a good podcast for everybody to listen to. If you are, uh, you know, outdoorsman or not, I mean, you don't even have to be an outdoorsman now. We, we kind of transition from like outdoorsy things to like main topics that get to everybody. We're also thinking about, uh, we're kicking around the idea of making window stickers and, uh, when those become available, we'd love to. If you, you know, if you enjoy this podcast, slap this on your back windshield. Yeah, the the t shirt thing, man. I, I I wish I could figure out how this works. I guess I'm just gonna hit the, you know, get a bunch of them in here and just send them out, you know, individually. Yeah. I think that's the only way this is gonna work. Yep. You know, instead of doing this, I, I tried doing this Printify thing and all this Shopify. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to get it to hook to the website. I have t shirts designed and love them, but I, I think I'm just gonna end up buying them and. Sent them to my house and shipped them off in that way. But if you've got an idea for expansion, we'd love to hear it at that very same email. Um, yeah, that's all I have. What do you think? Yeah, I think good, that was a good one. Let's good conversation. So, yeah, tune in uh, next week for rivers and accessibility and arguing and complaining and, you know, the typical stuff. Yeah. You know, so yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.